Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. Excited to be joined by Jamie Martin today. And if you're tuning in on the video side of things, you may see there's a little bit of flip up as we're working on the studio background. So don't be too alarmed. Anyway, Jamie is a managing director and founder over at Correct Careers Coaching. He's an award-winning sales professional, co-creator of a B2B sales e-learning course, as well as an author, a podcaster, and a speaker. Jamie, a very warm welcome, Squire. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me on the show. Thrilled to be here. And uh, yeah, look forward to providing value to the listeners today. Awesome, man. So it's an interesting topic and looking forward to jumping straight in. So we're going to be talking about all about how we can sell to different personality types and why that we need to be aware of them as business owners, as sales or marketing professions, why it's something we need to bear in mind. Um, so first and foremost, Jamie, why? Why do we need to? Why do we need to care? Why should I even be bothered? If I'm trying to sell to someone, why do I have to care about what personality type they may be? Why has that got to be in, in my mind? I'm literally going to start with uh, the renowned no like and trust, uh, and that is a renowned sales term, and it it speaks volumes. People really do buy from people. In fact, Tony Robbins said, "People who are like each other tend to like each other." Basically, <laughs> um, and and to me, you know, the selling environment is different nowadays in the digital world and uh, the business environment is different and people do buy from people they, they want to know you as a person as an individual uh you know platforms such as linkedin or other social media channels they're very noisy so how are people going to remember you over your competitors over uh, many sort of um lead generators seller marketers uh sdrs etc business development reps you know approaching you so you've got to stand out in in the competitive world and the way to do that is by building a rapport identifying different personalities, what their interests are, uh, the finer details of information to me in, in the sales world is absolutely vital. So if you can actually identify that type of information at the beginning of a sales cycle um, and approach uh, your prospect with this information, you are certainly going to stand out against your competition. And there's some various platforms, which I'm sure we'll discuss throughout to be able to do that and, and ways sure. to be able to identify uh, some interesting personalities. But to me, I think it is about, you know, generally generating um, a synergy um, and, and rapport and that's really going to help you during the customer buying journey. Got it okay so perhaps uh, a good starting point would be if you could lay out what are the different personality types Jamie the ones that we need to be aware of? There is various different types um, of personalities I mean so probably what most people are aware of is um, introverts, extroverts and ambiverts. Ambivert okay. is a mixture of the two I would say I'm more of an ambivert and um and I think you know identifying maybe these types of personalities uh types uh would help you know rather than the sales environment being a quantity more of a quality kind of approach and qualifying the the prospects a lot easier um mm. you can use different types of psychometrics so there is uh, the renowned disc profiling uh, the Gallup uh, which is a renowned global one Myers-Briggs uh, I've done Myers-Briggs before myself um, and other different types Myro um colors you know types of personality and psychometrics so you can identify different personality types but 
I think, you know, I would stick with more of an introvert, extrovert and uh, ambivert type of personality. Um, but bearing in mind, you could be one of those personality types and your prospect could be completely different. Um, sure. and that, that doesn't matter. Um, it's probably just about mirroring and, and utilizing body language and, and communication styles to understand how you can build the rapport. And also with not just with personalities, but, you know, the, the communication styles from a background and degree in psychology. I'm aware of, you know, visual learners, auditory learners, kiesthetic learners. So you've really got to um, communicate effectively with um, your prospects. So what's your sort of thoughts on, on those areas, Sam? Yeah, interesting stuff. So in terms of dealing with what I'd like to know, Jamie, to put this into a tangible um, thing that we could take away straight away. So if we're, let's say we're, we're hopping on a sales call, perhaps we've we've got an inbound lead or we've got someone that wants to chat to us. We've got a meeting from our outbound or inbound activity. How can we tell what personality that type they are? And is that something we need to pick up straight away? Or is it something that will take us a little bit of time to work it out? And what are some of the signs that we should look for, perhaps for someone um, to be an introvert, an ambivert or an extrovert? Okay, so strategically, <laughs> there are some um, uh, add-ons uh, you can utilize, um, you know, software uh, to attach to sort of such platforms such as LinkedIn. So Crystal Nose is a very good one and uh, White Rabbit AI. I don't know if they can go in the show notes afterwards, but so like platforms such as them do give you some artificial intelligence some insight into um, what, what interests, what likes, what dislikes, um, you know, personality traits, characteristics, your prospect may be like. So, so that's one way to start. But another way I would look at it is, you know, LinkedIn, uh, fantastic, you know, the number one business to business platform, uh, well over 750 million um, people on there now, 30 million companies and 87 million millennials, which I think is quite fascinating, 11% of them in decision making positions. So, you know, you've, you've got such a platform which you can utilize. And if your prospect has uh, got a you know um, an all-star profile on LinkedIn, you can really identify some you know information about them, the way they're writing. Um, you know, have they added their awards on their certificates? Are they doing any projects, voluntary work, charitable work? Who are their influencers, their followers? Who are their, who are their network? And what they're posting about on social media. So you can kind of identify some traits of what they are like, just utilizing that kind of information. Okay. Um, all right. So is is that something we should be doing kind of pre-call? So if we've got meetings booked, appointments booked, say Zoom calls, Skype calls, whatever method of communication we're going to be communicating with our potential customer, we should be looking at their LinkedIn profiles and that's going to give us golden nuggets that we need to understand their personality type. Is that what you're saying, Jamie, or is there a bit more to it than that? No, absolutely. Do your due diligence and your research before calling the prospect. You know, this is mm. going to help yeah, you stand yeah. out um, in the sales environment. And this is what I was saying about uh, qualifying a prospect or even disqualifying uh, a prospect. You know, looking at their LinkedIn or looking at other social media channels, of course, if, you know, Facebook is, is, is the channel for your target market. But definitely utilize this information because not only that, you know, even if it doesn't give you an exact personality type, you can, you know, during your opening of an, of an introductory call, you can literally say um you know I, i've seen your some business news about your company or i, I have seen um you know a social media post about your dogs or whatever it may be <laughs> you can 
really synergize and, and generate a, you know, a good opening so you can get the conversation going. And, you know, we, we all know about the 80-20 rule or, you know, probably different figures nowadays, but the, the prospect should be talking more. And the way to, to get them to communicate, talk more with you is by, you know, starting a conversation with an interest or a fact about them, you know, and then you can learn a lot more about them and their personality during the earlier stages of a conversation. And then you can decide, OK, so should I mirror their um, type of communication style or if you're over, you know, video conferencing nowadays, you know, their body language and really identify maybe what type of personality they are. Bearing in mind, though, you know, it depends what size of business you're, you're talking to. If it's a corporate blue chip company, there will be different decision makers within the business. Uh, they're all going to be wanting something different from your product or service. And True. they're all going to have different personality styles. Um, there's actually an article I've written um, about personality types of uh, decision makers. Um, and I referenced that using the animal kingdom, which I thought was quite interesting. So um, if it can be in the show notes or people do uh, have a look at my LinkedIn and the last article I've written, but it, it literally says, you know, what kind of behaviors they have and how they will respond to you. Um, so it might be that, you know, some individuals are very analytical. I'm quite an analytical individual. So uh, I'm yeah. not going to make a decision with you, a transactional decision um, in, in a couple of meetings. I'm going to want to read and review the information and have a think about it. And you really just got to understand how, you know, these types of um, you know nuggets, as you said there, Sam, about what people are like and what they're going to be like during the customer buy-in journey. And there is... Um, yeah. just, a, just before we go a bit more, Jamie, because I want to um, understand. So how much of this can we grab pre-cool research and how much of this like you said in your case you're quite an analytical guy so you might not make a decision there and then if you're dealing with a sales rep um, you might want to take your time analyze your options and think about what makes sense from a numbers game whereas some people like myself I, I don't mess around too much if I know what I want to move forward with in business and I've, I've looked at it beforehand I might make the decision there and then um, whereas everyone like you say has got their different way of doing things different way they like to do business and get deals over the line so is is there how much of this can we get pre-cool how much can we get during the call perhaps this is what you're going on to say and what signs should we look out for to kind of determine how we need to approach because the last thing we want to do is piss people off by trying to move too fast on a deal when it turns out that they're that that's the complete opposite of what them or what their colleagues like to do business and then we've lost the business purely because we've done what we like to do ourselves yeah um literally i was just about to say so we're on the same page um there's a term called um science-based selling and it is looking at the customer so the the behavioral side of the customer um what they're going through for the customer buying journey and this this could be used by various different types of you know psychological techniques and of course we're not privileged to all of that information especially if you know we don't you know, embrace that type of um way of you know doing business and selling but the, the principle is the same what i would probably say is for you know most uh, sales professionals, lead generators, you know, put yourself in the customer's shoes. Um, so it, it isn't really about you as the salesperson. It is about the customer. And so you asked the question, Sam, so how much information do we need before, during, and, you know, during the follow-up process? It, it, how long was a piece of string? It, it, it's it's going to be based upon it, individuals. So I would definitely say, you know, spend a good, I don't want to put a time on it, but say 20, 30 minutes, um, you know, doing your, your social media research of someone, because that, that, information is uh, 
readily accessible. Um, and then you can find a little bit of information, you know, like I said, to open a conversation, build rapport early on, um, you know, whether you're on a video conference or a phone call or, or even via email if you can't get hold of them. And, you know, really try and get that information to, you know, build synergy straight away. And then during the call, you can ask these open questions and, and continue to ask questions to identify, okay, so, First of all, you know, are you the decision maker? Uh, what problems do you have? What value are you looking for? You know, have you used any competitors? Whatever it may be, you know, really then ask these questions and find out as much information you can about, you know, obviously trying to move that conversation on during the sales process. Uh, during these types of um, techniques, you can identify, okay, so if someone's, you know, seeming like they're very busy or they're, they're providing you know closed answers back then you might understand okay so their personality type may be someone who just wants facts and figures um, or they just need uh, to understand the outcome um, or your you know your testimonials or what's worked before so you, you really want to tailor your communication and your answers based on what they're actually like during the call uh, or video conference meeting or whatever it may be and then towards the end I mean you know follow-up is usually one of the areas that people aren't persistent with and you really got to educate uh, individuals to say that it's not that someone isn't interested unless they actually say no it might just be that they have to go to other decision makers um, or they need time to review it like I said I probably would um, or, or ask is there any other information I can provide to you so you know to answer the question it's going to be different for everyone but I think the more you can find out about an individual as a person what their likes are what their interests are like what their personality style may be uh, and their behaviors then you can kind of then mirror that during the whole customer buying experience and I will say from my experience in, in selling that the finer nuggets of uh, or detail of information you find out about a person record it write it down on your CRM system or even if you're using a spreadsheet for example if I contacted I do remember ringing um it was a sales director of a renowned company you know corporate company and I rang them about quarter to nine on a Monday morning and yep. my team thought what are you doing you're crazy you know but that was the time I got hold of him <laughs> so I'm going to bring that person back exactly the same time and day next week and those little bit of information can really help you in in, in the sales environment okay so from what I've gathered there Jamie it's also about great asking great questions so as simple as it sounds, really understanding their world, asking more about perhaps their problems, the project they want to get done, their goals, their buying cycle. So literally asking him how they do business rather than assuming that they might want to follow your sales process, which in, in most of my mind, in mine especially, if I'm talking to someone, obviously we want to get the deal over the line as quickly as possible. But we want to make sure that the project is a good fit for us. We want to make sure that they're on the same page, that their goals are in line with how we do business and what we can actually deliver and making sure they've of course got the budget to, to work with us I guess understanding their sales cycle so in your case it's it might be a little bit slower than someone like me who tends to move quite fast and it might be they've got a measure which everyone's got their way of doing business so I guess just weighing those up right and just understanding how how they're going to go about it and putting their needs ahead of yours is, is that about right or are we off the mark? No, absolutely. You reiterated that perfectly. You know, it's about the decision maker, basically, and really finding out, you know, so what are they looking for? You know, if you're having a discovery call with someone or you're on their second sort of video conference meeting, they, they, they are interested in buying from you because they wouldn't be spending the time on it. So you really got to identify, OK, so what, what's next and really guide your decision maker through the process of what you take them 
during the customer buy-in journey. But it is about them as an individual. So, you know, what type of information are you looking for? Uh, the question stage of, of um, a discovery call or a, a business relationship conversation is absolutely vital because you can really identify, you know, what they're looking for. Is Are they want to save time? Do they want to save money? Um, you know, are they looking for long-lasting relationships? Obviously, it's going to depend on the value and the volume of, of the actual product or service you provide them. But the more information you can get them by asking questions, build them rapport. And to yep. be honest, um, all, that, all that be well and said, you know, you you the, the relationship absolutely um, part of the call is is probably I would say is the most important thing because they're gonna remember you um, when you when you then follow up with them and communicate with them again. You've already built a rapport, so they're happy to you know re reciprocate with yourself. Um, and and even if they don't want to buy from you now due to needs of their business. When you then follow up with them and say, you know, a quarter or a week or, you know, six months time, then they, they will want to speak to you again. Some, some deals I've done in recruitment specifically may have taken about nine months. But because I've built such a strong relationship with them, really got to know them, built uh, a synergy, each other's interests and you know, understanding different ways of uh, their personalities and what they like and, you know, their behaviours, then that's really helped me uh, later on at a later date to, to convert the sale. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. In today's digital world, getting the attention of key prospects can be a tricky task. Emails and phone calls are often ignored and meeting up in person is rarely an option. And that's exactly why tools like Vidyard have become so effective. Vidyard is a free app that makes it easy to record and send custom video messages that truly stand out and generate more responses. It's a great way to introduce yourself, to showcase your personality and to create a more personal connection from your very first outreach. You can sign up for your own free account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS to start sending your very own video messages. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Okay, you mentioned earlier in just after we started the recording that things like mirroring um, which is quite an old school sales strategy that a lot of trainers still use. I'm not saying it's bad, not saying it's good, um, but it's interesting. Is that something we should be adapting? For example, if we're chatting to an extrovert and they're perhaps very, very loud, they're very, very fast paced in the way they're talking, they say, hi, Jamie, really want to get this deal done. Tell me more about your company. Tell me what the price is. Tell me what the timeline is. Tell me now, 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 now. let's move fast. Should we be mirroring exactly if we're chatting to them in, a, in that loud, fast pace? Should we try and re to repeat that ourselves? And likewise, if we've got someone on the other end of the scale and they're talking to us quite calm, quite collectively, they're quite in quite a slow pace. Is that something we need to be adapting? Or are there any other things that you recommend that we do, Jamie, once we understand um, the buyer's personality um, yeah, and, and how they like to do business that we should be mirroring or, or perhaps using other techniques? Well, yeah, so it's certainly an integral question, uh, and I'm sure anyone who's had sales training would have experienced that type of, you know, mirroring or you know, using body language to uh, help the buy-in process. My my honest thoughts are, 
I don't think you should change as a person. I think you dem you demonstrate authenticity and credibility by who you are. So although you are aware someone you know is maybe an extrovert or, or maybe an introvert or the, their communication style may be different to yourself, you can certainly adapt yourself to communicate with them in, in the way they want to. So, so, so say they are an individual who, who wants to receive quite a bit of information, then there's no point in you just talking and talking and talking to them to convince them to buy. You are aware that they want to review information. So you can sort of guide them through the main points of a conversation and then follow up with the information requested. So you can certainly adapt your behavior um, to suit the need of the prospect. But I don't think you should change as a person. So if, if someone, I mean, I naturally speak quite quickly because I'm always passionate and energized all the time. Um, sure. so I, <laughs> yeah, I would expect someone to change, uh, you know, to be exactly like me and me to be exactly like them. You know, you are who you are for a reason. So I think you can certainly, um, you know, make sure you are communicating with them them in the way they want to be but I think they're going to remember you more by the consistency so it's if you if you change the way you are initially on the call just to suit you know them as a, as a personality type then the next few times you have to continue to do the same so the honest answer be yourself because they will remember you and if, if they're going to want to work with you they're going to want to work with you if if, if 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 you don't have a synergy you don't have a synergy you can't change the person you are but I would say that you know it is important to make sure you are ticking the boxes to them so just understanding you know have they understood what you've said and how you've said it? So it's just asking the open questions. Um, did you want to go over any more information? Uh, what type of information are you looking for in my follow-up? So just, just, just you know, mm. checking, you know, clar clarifying with them, you know, what it is they are wanting from you at that time. I think that that's probably the best um, advice I would give for that um, at that point, because like I said, you can't change who you are. Um, but again, like I said, so if someone was an extrovert, their main target market might actually be introverts. So it's not that they need to change as a person. They might just need to do a bit of um, due diligence to understand what their introverts um, target market is like. So it might be that they prefer to communicate over LinkedIn um, direct messages. Um, so that might be a good communication style. One of my clients, um, we actually communicate over WhatsApp. Um, so, you know, it's finding out the behavior of the of, of your prospect and then adapting your behavior to suit their needs. That's what I think I would say to the listeners taken away from this is, you know, finding out how they prefer to communicate. You know, again, we use video conferencing now more than ever, obviously, you know, during a pandemic and in a digital world. But some people still like to speak on the phone. And that might be because, you know, they're more of an auditory listener. Um, so it's, it's just you could even ask the question, how do you prefer to communicate or what method do you prefer to communicate with? I think that's a, you know probably uh, a top tip to take away and then that's really going to help you every communication you have with your prospect such a good point such a good point um yeah it's interesting isn't it because some prospects you will never get hold of them on the phone but then you might connect with them on linkedin and then they'll start messaging you back straight away once you're connected or you might try them on whatsapp and they like that or you might have text or whatever it may be but what you thought initially would be the best way to get hold of them, it, it, it's, it's completely opposite. Or sometimes they're like a mix of all, th all three or four channels or whatever it may be, email, call, voicemail, um, Skype, WhatsApp, Zoom, whatever it may be. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a great point. It's really, like you said, just simply asking the question, which channel works best for communication? Absolutely. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter what you like. It's, it's what about what your ideal customer likes. And if, if they prefer WhatsApp, then crack on with WhatsApp if you want to get that business over the line. Um Okay, well, we've covered quite a bit about research discovery and kind of throughout the kind of start and middle of the sales process. In terms of, let's say, closing deals, bringing um, business in, 
are there any things we need to consider in terms of that side of things, um, Jamie, actually getting the deals over the line? Or is it more important that we just ask these questions during that sales process so we understand how that what the decision criteria is for them? Have we already covered that? Or is there other things that we need to consider? Yeah, I mean, during um, a sales conversation or um, a pitch, you know, it is about needs-based selling. So the more open questions you ask and, and actively listening to your prospect, you are going to identify, you know, what areas that you need to provide them during the negotiation stages, during the, the closing parts of the conversation. So I think it's really about, you know, finding out, you know, problems they may have had or what solutions they're looking for and, and what value um, and your USPs, your unique selling points you can provide to them. Back that up with case studies, testimonials, um, analogies, etc. Um, and then you can certainly provide that information in, in the closing stages. Um, I, what I would probably say, you know, in, in a busy world, um, a noisy sales environment is that, you know, most prospects, they probably would look for, um, you know, to go to a couple of your competition, um, to whether, whether it costs isn't, uh, you know, um, one of the most elements they want to consider, uh, or whether it's um, looking at your credentials, whatever it may be. So I think during the um, probably second pitch stage, which that would be done in a face-to-face sort of -face video conferencing style meeting, you know, maybe do something different, something that stand out and something that's personalized. So I was having this conversation with a customer yesterday, actually, you know, um, you know, looking at tailoring a proposal based on their needs and what they're looking for so making sure you ask the right questions you know if if it's if cost was a um, an objection of theirs then maybe do an introductory um offer um or if it was terms and conditions like payment terms then you know look at how you can sort of you know change your sort of um terms and conditions to suit their needs so so that's what's really important during the questioning stage but what i mean about personalizing and being innovative and creative well you know for example say you were going to do a proposal um or after the first introductory conversation you've had with them why don't you send them a video message and say you know it's great to speak with you these are the main points we've addressed um looking forward to our next conversation um let me know if you need anything prior or here's my follow-up proposal um you know personalize on on the points you are looking for because i think most people would probably say is that we don't want to see loads and loads of information nowadays because we are comparing and we are we are bombarded so if you personalize it and give them you know precise exact type of information they're looking for they're then generally looking to probably proceed quicker with you during the buy-in cycle um, because you have kind of adhered to what they are looking for but also giving them the direct information but yeah again like using video nowadays we know it's absolutely vital because it covers you know auditory visual not necessarily aesthetic yet unless virtual reality comes out soon and we can utilize that over video conferencing uh, that would be helpful for a product selling anyway um but yeah it's just it's just about doing something different um during the the customer cycle but follow-up i will say is that you know a timely fashion do it as soon as possible um and then get them you know to obviously come back to you as soon as possible because that's usually an area that i'm aware of some clients um losing customers during the buying cycle great point great point and um you you executed the follow-up perfectly jamie as um well, we're fortunate enough with the show now that we get many, many guest applications, but you're persistent. You you messaged me on LinkedIn, you messaged me on email, and we, we managed to book it in over time. Um, so I executed that spot on yourself, my friend. Um, now, 
that's one thing that might be interesting. So we've, we've talked about most ends of the sales cycle, but in terms of follow-up, is that, again, something we need to take into consideration, people's personality type? Because we know no one really likes to be hounded with a constant email reminder, just checking up how this deal's doing, just checking if you're ready to buy. I just wanted to see if you're ready to buy today. That, that doesn't help anyone. You're not offering any value. We, we all know that now, or we should do. Um, is there any ways that we that you found quite effective, um, Jamie, when you're talking to different personality types in terms of effective ways to follow up, whether it was via video, whether it was via call or email and, and different different ways to try for different types of people? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I would I would set expectations. So my my experience is that if I respond to someone very quickly and we're talking within the, the hour of, uh, of a conversation you've had with them, it shows the prospect that this is the way you work as an individual and you're efficient, um, you're, you're, you're um, you know, d- direct in what you need to be able to do. And you are obviously passionate about working with that um, customer or client. And then they know that's how you will work with them moving forward. So my advice is follow up straight away. You are then going to probably have to wait a certain period of time for the prospect to come back to you. And that's that's the part where I think it, it needs to be based on, you know, what your decision maker may, may be like. So I think it's just probably, first of all, clarifying questions such as, you know, you know, is there any other decision makers involved? And what sort of time frame are you looking at to, to respond to me? And then you can do some touch points during the follow-up process, which doesn't look too persistent. So just check in, you receive the information. Is there anything else I can provide to you? Do you, do you want to have another conversation in case there wasn't anything clarified in, in our first couple of interactions? I think is probably the best answers there. But um, what I would probably also say is that Different personality types, you know, whether they are reviewing the information analytically, um, whether they they just want to hear a cost, you know, you, you've got to be aware of that in, in the follow up process. But like I said, don't feel despondent if someone hasn't come back to you straight away um, or they haven't brought from you straight away. You know, most relationships and and, and deals are done over time. Um, and, you know, it's it, even if they don't come back to you in a couple of months, it might be that they do business with you in, in, in say, three to six months time. So so your your cadence, your series of actions and your touch point should still be there. And that that would lead us on to, a, you know, account managing effectively. And even if that was a prospect. So what can you do with that? Um, prospect maybe in in a week or two time uh, or or maybe in a month's time and it might be just sending them some sort of um, value gift whether it's a white paper or whether it's um, some how-to tips or whatever the articles you've written you know just to just to keep in touch but in 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 a very sort of um, nice way really so those would be some of my advice on on following up with yeah I like it just it sounds like staying top of mind so even if you know that that particular deal might take a few weeks a few months to come in rather than pestering some of them actually sending them useful materials like you mentioned whether it's a white paper a guide a video a podcast whatever form of media it is that you know is actually gonna be useful and relevant to the the conversation you've been having so rather than just sending the same old follow-up emails or calls you're actually providing them something that they're genuinely going to find interesting and at the same time keeps you at the top of mind when they're ready to do the business I guess. Absolutely. You know, as we just to go full cycle back to where we started, you know, people are kind of buying from people. So, you know, the more you are 
building relationships, then the more they are likely to come back to you. And again, if they mention something during the initial interactions you had with them, maybe it might be about you know a certain industry topic or business news or market insights, whatever it may be. If you see something like that, send send them a link to you say, oh, you know, remember we talked about this. Just thought this might be useful. The more you go above and beyond, the more you personalize um, your your touch points with a prospect, the more they are going to remember you. I mean, if we talk about sort of like neuroscience and you know. Uh, emotionally buy-in it is about how we feel when we buy and if you can you know provide trust and and likability and authenticity with your prospect then you know at the point when they are ready to buy from yourself whether it's immediately or you know in a few months time you you, you really help them during that customer buying experience by how you presented and demonstrated yourself and there's been various examples I can give you know of how I won business just by you know just you know making sure that I follow up efficiently I provide them the information they're looking for uh, I'm aware of you know how they like to communicate um, and then I make sure that I follow up with them you know just to keep in touch like you said Sam be at the forefront of their mind and then they do come back to you to buy. Jamie that was a perfect way to wrap it up mate with that I want to thank you very much for coming on sir and do tell us more about how people can learn from you how people can connect with you and the best way to get in touch. Yeah, uh, appreciate being a guest on your show, Sam. You know, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, my, um, you know, primarily um, communicative tool is LinkedIn. So if you want to connect with me, um, it's Jamie Martin with BSC on, uh, on LinkedIn. Be happy to connect. Uh, but my website is correctcareerscoaching.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, sir. So we'll put everything on the show description over at businessgrowth.marketing. Thanks once again, Jamie. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks again, Sam. Cheers, man. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast channel of choice. We interview business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across sales, marketing, all to help you grow your business. Um, Thanks again. We'll catch you on the next episode.